Welcome to Wednesday, February 14th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We'll start today with some Shazam talk. Mark Strong, who will be playing Dr. Savannah in the film, talked with Total Film about it, uh, specifically about humor in it. And he said, Zachary Levi, who plays the lead, is a very funny guy. And I have no doubt he will play that part and make it interesting. I think DC have realized that they've got their own canon of films that are dark, and they've now found one that's pretty funny. There are some really funny moments in it. Yeah, and we've heard a lot about how this film is going to be funny and light, and so still looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise or anything earth-shattering here, but it it is a good point about Zachary Levi, who's got a comedic background, and that's an essential part for he's going to be playing a 14-year-old in his body. So, you know, obviously there's humor there. Yeah, and... Um, you know, he talked about Sinestro, obviously. Um, and he said Sinestro was meant to go evil in the second one. The final frame of the first film is him trying on the yellow ring and his whole costume going yellow. And that was when he w- went evil. So I was really looking forward to that. The film didn't do as well as they expected, so it never got made. So I was definitely conscious that Savannah is almost like the next stage that I wasn't able to take. I feel like uh, Mark Strong goes out of his way to mention Sinestro every chance he gets. Yeah. I, think he's, I think he's still a little bit bitter about that, that he didn't, he didn't really get a chance to be the bad guy in the next film. And you know what? I am a little bit too, uh, because he would be great. But at least we're going to get to see him as Dr. Savannah being an evil man. Yeah, I think he he is definitely an actor who could pull off evil very well. And like everybody else, I'm a little upset that we didn't get to see him full on Sinestro. But yeah, it's... It's cool that he is still, you know, talking about that and bringing it up and is almost looking back at that while taking on Savannah. Absolutely. I agree there. So we also got a question. We've talked a little bit about the rating for what kind of rating we're expecting for this film before, but this is from Jared Batman 23. You can always ask a question at dcdailydrop.com or podcast at dcdailydrop.com. What rating do you predict for Shazam? I'm really, really hoping for PG. I'm hoping for a PG too, um, just because I I hope that this film is very family friendly and everybody can bring their kids to go see this movie. That being said, I if I had to take a guess, I'd still say it's going to be PG thirteen would be my guess. You know, we we've compared these to the Harry Potter films a lot, but some of the Harry Potter films were PG, but then all of the other ones were PG thirteen. And once they got a little more serious, and I think there's still going to be some serious enough notes in here that it's going to be PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't think PG-13 would be a terrible thing, but I definitely prefer PG rating, and it really depends. I'm sure they have something in mind what they're wanting to go for, but it really depends on who the who the physical villain of this will be. We know Dr. Savannah is going to be the villain, but who is he? I don't think Shazam is going to be fighting him, so it depends who he's going to be fighting him. Really, the difference between PG and PG-13, even those first couple of Harry Potter movies, or uh, you know, they have some serious, they're serious throughout too, um, it just really depends on how much blood and language they want to have. And those are two things I really don't need at all in a Shazam movie. So it depends. If he's fighting a humanoid type thing, you know, if Black Adam was in this, I would bet it would definitely be PG-13. Um, because if you have a Superman versus Zod type of fight, you know, it's tough not to be PG-13 just with that violence and destruction and everything. If he's fighting some sort of monster that Dr. Savannah creates or some sort of robot, something like that. I think you could do pretty much anything and have it be PG. And I think it would be smart for them to do that because you're bringing in a potential new audience. A lot of the films so far haven't been kid-friendly. I think you can make a really all-ages film that introduces them to this universe, a younger set of fans. 
Uh, so it's not necessarily for people our age, but for some young people. Yeah, that w- it would be really awesome if they could get it in at PG just for those reasons you just said. Yeah, and there's not really been any PG superhero films since before PG-13 was a thing. Like right. the first two Superman films are, um, were before there was a PG-13 rating. There was PG and R, so that doesn't really count. So this would have, I, uh, other than animation, so this would have more similarities to something like The Incredibles or Lego Batman in terms of tone and violence and stuff like that and language. So I think it really could be. I think it would be smart. Um, and plus, everybody's zigging towards R-rated films with Deadpool and Logan. And I always think it's smart to zag and do a PG version instead. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. Moving on, we got some more details about the English version of Batman Ninja. And we also got a trailer. Uh, so the cover art was revealed. And we also got from there that it's officially rated PG-13. And we know that the film is going to release digitally April 24th. And then the Blu-ray Steelbook, Blu-ray Combo Pack, and DVD physical copies are going to release may 8th so what did you think of this trailer we've seen english subtitle versions of the of a trailer but this is our first one with english language where they uh have dubbed english speakers and in the sort of press release it said the script was then was reinterpreted and rewritten for english language distribution yeah so i i really really liked this trailer i've liked all of the trailers so far but this really cemented in my mind that i'm glad that we're getting an English language version because I enjoyed watching this quite a bit more where you could actually just hear the voices than reading the subtitles. I still think, like I said before, that I'm going to watch both versions, but I'm I'm really excited for the the dubbed version because it's easier to get immersed in the story, I think, and to to really get into it if you're not having to read subtitles. Even if the lips don't always match up. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't really that bad because I watched the like the second time I watched, I was like watching the lips closely to see how off it was, and it's it's pretty close. Okay, it's oh uh, yeah, but this looks bonkers. Just yeah, and people seem to really be excited about it. Um, and so and I'm really curious to see what this film's like. But yeah, it totally looks bonkers in mostly good ways. But I I'm it's insane. You can see all these little flashes of Batman characters. You're like, was that? And you're not sure because it's this weird, um, weird, but, you know, feudal Japan type example of it. And yeah. in, they listed some of the characters that are going to be involved. So Batman, obviously, who will be voiced by Roger Craig Smith from the Batman Unlimited films and Batman Arkham Origins. Joker is going to be voiced by Tony Hale, who is Buster in Arrested Development. There's Catwoman, Tara Strong returns as Harley Quinn, Gorilla Grodd. Robin, Nightwing, Alfred, Red Robin, and Red Hood, both of those will be voiced by Will Friedel, who is Terry McGinnis, a.k.a. the Beyond version of Batman, uh, Penguin, Two-Face, Deathstroke, and Poison Ivy. So there's a lot of Batman characters. Yeah, there is a crazy amount of characters going on. And like you said, all of them are completely kind of reimagined in this feudal Japanese style, which is really cool to see. Uh, We also got a a description, synopsis of the film. Batman Ninja takes a journey across the ages as Gorilla Grodd's time displacement machine transports many of Batman's worst enemies to feudal Japan, along with the Dark Knight and a few of his allies. The villains take over the forms of the feudal lords that rule the divided land, with the Joker taking the lead among the warring factions. As his traditional high-tech weaponry is exhausted almost immediately, Batman must rely on his intellect and his allies, including Catwoman and the extended Bat family, to restore order to the land and return to present-day Gotham City. Sounds crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I, I would have loved to be in like the pitch meeting 
for this story of explaining what they want to do. Um, but yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy, but I'm, I'm so excited for it. This isn't something I don't think I would ever have dreamt up that I wanted, but now that it's here, I really, really want it. Absolutely. And it's not even designed for us first and foremost. So you know, it's de- de- designed for the Japanese audience in mind. So that's, uh, that's just a bonus treat for us. And anybody who's worried that we might not get a U.S. release, that's definitely not the case. This is final confirmation of that. So that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow.